to the Mindful Biz Podcast. I'm Alison Morgan, business coach at Relauncher. In today's episode, Lorraine Sarah Yeldon, founder of Pom Pom Paddock, joins us. Pom Pom Paddock is a range of simple, delicious, and nutritious plant-based products that promote health and well-being. Their products also allow people to boost their veggie intake very easily. The first product launch was a cauliflower mix, which has been followed by their Shake Your Pom Poms pancake mix and Pom Pom Paddock low-carb cauliflower pizza bases. All products are vegan-friendly, gluten-free, wheat-free, dairy-free, GMO-free, and free from artificial preservatives, flavors, and colors. In just two months of being on the market, the range was stocked in Maloney's and GoVita stores, with more stores due to launch shortly. In this episode, we talk about Lorraine's business journey, launching the product, distribution, and range extension. for joining us here today how are you I'm really well thank you for having me I'm really excited to be on your podcast I'm it's an absolute pleasure in fact we um I came to your launch event last year but there were so many people there we wouldn't have had the chance to have a you know a proper hello um and wasn't it good that you got that launch in you know in old-fashioned event style the true event style no, face to face. <laughs> you know that was. Um, it's going to be a year uh, since that. Yeah, in a couple of weeks' time. Wow, hasn't we've lost all sense of time this year? I think. <laughs> I cannot believe it's Christmas in a few weeks. <laughs> oh, I know. Do you know what I found is when people are talking about Christmas present shopping on, um, I see it on Instagram, I'm like, oh, my God, I haven't even thought about it. Have you? <laughs> well, in a way we have because we've, we've got this baking kit that we're yes. looking to get out there and um, uh, it's just another idea for a, for a, for a present. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, other than that, no, not for family. No, of course not. <laughs> not personally. No. <laughs> All right then. So before we kick into, you know, about your business, I'd love to hear the backstory of what you were doing like pre-business life. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, so my pre-business life had uh, was very different to food really. So um, my background is in property. So I've been working in that field for uh, over 18 years now and um I, the last few years of my corporate life, I was uh, heading up an innovation lab and helping others launch their ideas and test them in the market. And I guess being around all of those entrepreneurs, it sort of just rubbed off on me. And um, I was, I, I got that sort of that itch to do something for myself. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and at the time, my daughter, she's four, she was four, um, and she just loved my cauliflower pizza bases. And um, cauliflower, we call it rainbow cauliflower rice. And um, she, like, she was asking for it almost every week. And uh, making that the mess associated with it at the time, it just sort of made me think, you know what, I need to find a solution to this, this problem that I'm encountering now on a weekly basis. Um, but <laughs> but I yeah, look, I was like children for a lot of startup ideas. Oh, 
Yeah. Talk about, yeah. So, and they're, they're just, they're really open to everything, right? Mm-hmm. So they're, um, you know, we're always trying to find solutions to make them feel comfortable and yeah. give them the best. And uh, for me, uh, working in that sort of that innovation lab and helping others get their ideas off the ground, I was lucky enough to go to Stanford University and do the design thinking program there. And I brought the professors back here and we designed an accelerator, which was just amazing. Um, but then it just made, I got that sort of that light bulb moment of, you know what, I would love to do something mm. for myself and yeah. I'm going to be open to the universe and see what problems I encounter and I'm going to try and find a solution for something I'm passionate about. And mm. that's all, you know, how it all came about. Wow. So when when you thought, right, it's, um, you know, cauliflower, flower, I'm going to do, like, where, where did you start? Because as you say, it's a whole new industry and you would have been Googling yes. and finding people to ask questions. But, you know, like, what were some of those early day steps that you took? Yeah. So I did a lot of research, a lot of research. Um Internet is amazing. There's a wealth of knowledge on there. You know, you can uh, read any sort of publications, research papers. Um, So I was looking at a lot of research trend reports, um, just trying to see whether um, I guess my assumption was, was, was getting somewhere. There was something to be investigated further. So I was, yeah, started to look, there's a lot of gluten-free, um, Diets were on 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 a rise. Uh, a lot of gluten intolerance diagnosed. Um, celiacs were on the rise globally. Um, it's quite high here in Australia too, which was uh, interesting. And um, my other port of call was I, I I knew someone in food and beverage, a consultant that I'd previously worked with again in my corporate life. Yeah. And thought to myself you know what I think I need I didn't even know the correct term for it at the time I was like is it a food scientist or a food technologist you know so I called this this lady and um, very well known in the industry I said to her look I'm working on something I can't tell you what it is yet because it's just really you know I'm not really sure whether there's an opportunity here but can I you know do you know anyone that you could recommend that I could work with um he was maybe a food technologist or mm. a food scientist. And she said, I know the right person. Um, she referred me to that person and we've been working together ever since. You know, mm. He worked on my cauliflower flour mix, which was our first flour, uh, signature flour, our first product that we launched and has been working on all of my other products and future products in the pipeline. So, um, but, yeah, it's just that's how it all sort of... Um, a lot of research, a lot of talking to people. Um, the other key one, I um, I participated in an expo, yeah. a gluten-free expo, and this was three months before launch. And I thought, oh, what am I going to do? What am I going to put on this stall? You know, yeah. I had a lot of, you know, um, about us and the story. I had um, like the pack of the ingredients and I could show people and we made some samples. Um, and then the day before, I thought, oh, should I get one of those square readers? You know, those POS, um, point, of, point of system. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I thought, you know what? Yes. I looked online. Okay, I can get one at Officeworks. Picked one up. <clears throat> Next day, we set up. And um, we, as in me, um, just there, you know, <laughs> trying to figure out, pull up banners and the like. 
And um, we sold over 250 pre-orders. So people didn't even walk away with anything. Pre-sale. Yeah. And um, the power of pre-sales, because that is shifting the behaviour over intent, Mm -hmm. which is really, really important. Because people might say, oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll definitely buy it. But until they do. They tell you what you want to hear. Yeah. All right, so let's now talk about the product because the product is called Pom Pom Paddock, which is a crazy name and I know it comes, it's inspired by your daughter. So can you tell everyone, like, what is Pom Pom Paddock and how did that name, brand name, come about? Yeah, of course. (laughs) So, um, and this is, again, way before I even thought about this venture um, and embarked on it, but um, the word, the words pom-pom comes from my daughter because every time we would be at the grocery stores, she would shout out pom-poms every time she saw cauliflowers. So she thought cauliflowers look like pom-poms. That's so great. So, I know, and it's so, like, for me, I love it because it reminds me of those times. So every time I introduce um, us to anyone, uh, just remembering that really puts a smile Mm. Um, on my face yeah so um and then again when we came to getting our name together I thought well that's that reminds me of my daughter but pom-poms I also associate with celebrating so let's celebrate pom-poms what comes from the paddock from the earth so it's all about um you know and everything we do you'll see in our material it's very playful it's fun it's educational also um but you know you here we're giving you a choice it's not like you know you must have this you know this is going to make you feel 100% better you know even though it does it's good for you but we're not here to you know it's a bunch of yeah you know and we we make it simple to use um and we ensure that our whole mission is to bring about and create um, something that's uh, nutritious and delicious that happens to be good for you yeah. because people won't come back to something that doesn't taste good. Mm. So you launched with one product, which was the cauliflower flour mix. So that is in a, a stand-up satchel. Yes, it is. And you can just use it as a substitute for plain flour, correct? Yep. Yeah. And we worked for a couple of years on making sure it's a cup for cup in any recipe, plain flour replacement. Mm. So, and that was key, the whole, because when I was looking at the problems that we wanted to solve, there were a few, few out there. The key one was the cup for cup, because a lot yeah. of people were going to find specific recipes, gluten-free especially, mm-hmm. um, to cook with gluten-free flour, baking flours. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of them you had to buy other flours to mix it with. Yeah, right. So what we did was create a whole mix that has the quinoa flour and psyllium husk, sorghum, tapioca. So it's all in there. Um, And then you just use it, you know, when it says one cup or one and a half cups of plain flour, Mm. you do exactly that. You do it. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't tried your new product. So that's the pancake and waffle mix. So, again, that that would just be add an egg and some milk of choice or water, is it? Exactly. So. You need to add an egg. Egg is optional. So we looked to see what was out there and I could find a lot of them had egg powder in them already. So, yeah, so and then dairy, you don't have to use dairy. You can use milk, uh, other milk, I should say, with a Y. (laughs) So it could be soy, almond, oat um, or water. So we make it as simple, again, simple as possible but accessible. And um, it's a pancake and um, waffle mix. 
uh, and we only launched, we really had a soft launch uh, during COVID, <laughs> so got it out there. Yeah. No, yeah, too much. I've seen it on social media. And then I've also seen that you're soon to release some new products. So yeah. obviously one of those is for the lead up to Christmas, which is the kids baking pack, is it? Yeah, so we've yeah. got the baking. Yeah, so it's, um, this all came about from COVID, being at home, kids driving you, you know, they're just like, okay, what are we going to do next? What's yeah. next? What's next? And you want to sort of give them that variety and you want to give them something to eat at the end of it. So we had a little bit of a baking kit where you get two recipe cards, mm-hmm. collectible badges. So one's a whisking whiz, excellent cracker. Uh, mixing master so you get some skills there's baking bingo and two packs of flour so it's a bit of fun you know um something a bit different that's so um, good yeah and then we've got um our uh, crispy coating mix that's coming up next uh which we're going to launch now in february right so is that kind of like something that you might put over chicken or like how do you use it like for crumbing do you exactly right. yeah it's, um, so we've got a Kentucky style and an Italian style for so two flavours. Um, it's got less than half of the sodium you would find in other uh, coating mixes, gluten-free. Um, it also contains cauliflower um, and it's absolutely, like, it's addictive. And I apologise from now for anyone who goes for it. <laughs> it's, it's just seriously, it's just so easy, no egg. So yeah. you just um, dip in, you know, if you've got a piece of chicken or tofu or whatever, dip it in the uh, water or milk and then you um, dunk it into our mix, yeah, and that's it. So good. So, so good. Far out. So you, do you have many products in, um, you know, like in research or in development at the moment for next year or at the moment you're focusing on this launch single-mindedly? Single Oh, no, always looking at the next thing. <laughs> yeah. um, I think that's my thing. I just love to keep um, challenging ourselves. And for me, um, I feel that products, uh, they don't always solve the problem for that length of time. There's always new problems to solve, right? I think problems evolve. Yes, so, they do. They do. Yeah. yeah, so it's like uh, for me I've got a really exciting project um, that I've been working on for the last year and that involves, it has involved finding the right manufacturer, which has been key for me because I partner with manufacturers to produce our um, our products. Mm-hmm. So our pizza base is, is a big one that's um, that's next. It's um, going to be extremely low carb, um, extremely delicious because it's all crispy and with fresh ingredients and yeah so we're just testing that as we speak now um but they're yeah. pre-made bases are they or they're actual pizzas that have been made that, so, so we're all you need to do is cook them yeah so they're wow. going to be bases and then we're looking at having maybe some with toppings on them yeah. um but for me coming from a testing background i like to um that's why i did the flour we went out with the flour first i wanted to see what people made with my flour yeah. And then looked at, okay, well, let's look at a product, a you know, value-add product that responds to that need. And I found a lot of people making pancakes and pizzas, you know, that there were two, the two, the lots of peas happening in pom-pom paddocks. So, <laughs> so pizzas has been a very um, strong focus for me because people are time poor too, but they want to, 
be good, you know, they want to be healthy every now and then. Yeah. See, this is where I see that some brands just go wrong is they launch with too many um, products in the range and they they think they know their customers, but you don't really until you start making sales. So, you know, that's the power of launching with something that's very single-minded, but also, as you say, you know, doing a pre-sell as well. Yeah, that's right. Mm. It's all about just seeing how they respond to it and then um, resales is key, you know. Do they come back for it? And why didn't they? They're the key people that you need to be talking to mm. because then you'll learn a little bit more about, well, okay, how can we improve on this? So we're not clear on the – even on the packaging, are you not clear as to the, you know, what's your value proposition? What are you actually – what's your point of difference? Mm. Um, there's so many things to explore and I, I love to talk to people and have others talk because some people, they're nice, you know, they don't want to give you the, that feedback. So I get friends of friends to do it or others <laughs> to do it. And, it, you know, that all helps because I'm all about um, evolving and growing and better servicing our audience and our customer because that's what we're here to do. Yeah. Would you say that there's been, you know, like a really big hurdle or challenge or learning curve at any point along this journey so far? Yeah, so initially it was the whole building the network and not knowing who to talk to and when. Mm -hmm. So it was, um, but when I started with that food technologist, they introduced me to their network, which was fantastic, and that really helped a lot. Yeah. and just, I guess, you know, sometimes when you get um, those sort of the, the knockbacks uh, from certain distributors, if you're not meeting certain margins, you know, you understand, okay, it's not about the product, it's the margins they need to maintain, you know, for instance. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there are those setbacks and challenges, but that's that's what, for me, that fuels me, that motivates me even more to find a way around it, Yeah. You know? Pricing, I find that so many people have real difficulty with, you know, beyond the beginning, but, you know, along the entire journey, they're like, how am I going to price this? <laughs> what are the margins supposed to be? And also in some cases, this isn't very many these days, but some people do forget that at some point there might be a middleman in. You need to price correctly right from the beginning. Yeah. Is this something that you struggle with, just trying to work out, like, what what are the margins, you know, how am I going to price it? So um, the, the, the margins for me, it's quite interesting because there are other companies that are producing higher volumes and higher volumes means savings down the line yeah. because if you're buying 50,000 packs at a time, as in something like... I'm just going to pull something out here, like, you know, something like this. Yeah. Because, you know, for me, I was going at 5000 at a time because I didn't want to overcommit myself. But then as a result, you're paying more per pack. Yeah. So, you know, in a way you sort of forecast and you look, okay, well, my margins for me, I'm going to take the hit. But as long as I can get them into stores and those distributors can maintain their margins, that's fine. But you can't, it's not sustainable. So you've got to make sure that you can run it for a certain period of time. Get those volumes and then you'll know where you can land with um, production costs and the like. So that's been my um, my strategy because, it, you know, you've got to get it into people's hands. You've got to do out there. Um, so, yeah, I've anticipated that. Mm. But in some respects, some products do better than others. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's all like a bit of a balancing act. But, yeah, pricing is very sensitive. Oh. I don't consider the distributor at all. Yeah. <laughs> have, you, have you found that social media has been really good for generating brand awareness and even sales? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, again, it depends for me on who I've been um, collaborating with. Right. And engaging with. But what I'm finding even more, and this goes to that whole authenticity um, point, where um, others who have just picked it up in store and have made something and share it, that is very, very powerful yeah. because they're, they're not recognised influencers or anything, but they've got a strong group of friends who then want to actually try because their yeah. friend doesn't post about food normally and yeah. they have. And that raises that awareness and interest mm. um, and curiosity. So, but social media has been amazing in, in that. And yeah. you can do, you know, the A-B testing and seeing, you know, what um, promo to run and what works better and what resonates. Are you, are you running a series of advertising campaigns on both Facebook and Instagram or are you focusing on one channel more? Yeah, so initially I haven't done any promos for a while. I have yeah. to get the pancake one underway, but for the cauliflower flour, only because, you know, time, yeah. etc. But the cauliflower flour, I ran both. So we did um, campaign through uh, Facebook and then that link through to Insta and then right. I did the other. The flip, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The other. Did um, you find anything was more effective than the other or it was similar? quite similar yeah okay I don't know if I was doing it right (laughs) so um the thing is it's um you get a lot of sort of interests and whatever and likes but it wasn't really to me I didn't feel like sort of you get that pick up in sales but it wasn't really again it wasn't sustainable yeah I um and I, you know, I think I should probably maybe get someone on board that can help with that and has that sort of know. Because I'm all about surrounding myself again with yeah. Yeah. people in the know in certain areas that I lack that interest. Yeah, that's not, I should say interest, but lack that knowledge in. So, um, yeah, so maybe I just need to look into doing that a little bit more. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just one another one of those things on the to-do list. There's so many things going on. You know that you should find someone and reach out, but it's like, you know, that there's lots of things going on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, this week is a priority. <laughs> oh, my gosh. How do you um, find managing time in your day? Is it, is it hectic or do you feel like you've got everything sort of, you know, working quite well? Um. I think it's working well so far. I tend to, at the beginning of the week, sort of put, okay, what are the three key things that I need to hit this week? Um, and then everything else sort of just happens sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes that is all thrown out because of, you know, yeah. Uh, either something's being um, packed and you need to go and quickly check something and everything needs to be put on hold when that happens. Um, yeah. So, but I'm finding I'm in... I'm in sort of, I'm in control of uh, where we're headed and the pace that we're travelling. Yeah, um, and I love like for me that being sort of with the with COVID and being uh, able to we really ramped up our product development in that time mm-hmm. frame. So um, that helped us a lot just to just to really delve into things further and not ru- you know not rush them. Yeah, um, yeah. 
So where can everyone find Pom Pom Paddock? Obviously online on your website. Yeah, so on our website we've got a little store locator um, with little uh, cauliflower uh, locators, which is um, we're in over 300 stores nationally, I should probably right. add. That's so good for the year. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so stores like um, Go Vita, um, we're in selected IGA stores, we're in independent health food stores. Um, yeah, we've had some really great um, support and feedback great response and then for those that are um, prefer online we're on Amazon so we from day one um, I kicked off with uh, the Amazon store and it's been fantastic it's been working super well um, a lot of people say oh but then you can't get in contact with the customer direct and um, not really because you can I found a little way that you can actually get in right. contact with the customer um, and still have that connection and get them to opt into, you know, your newsletter or yeah. finding out more about you. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Fabulous. All right, then. So it's pompompaddock.com where everyone can find you. And from there, you've got your links through your social media and, as you say, your store locators. Yes, so, yeah. Lorraine, thank you so much for joining us here today. Absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me and allowing me to share my story with you and your community.